Welcome back to the Integrated Self Podcast, you guys. I'm so freaking excited to be back for episode 14. We're on 14 now. I don't know how people keep track with like hundreds of episodes, but um, I'm still playing around with some of the lighting and some of the back drop here. I got my little Christmas tree behind me. Um, So thank you guys for being so patient as I figure out how to even do this podcast. Um, We're just learning as we go, right? And I think it's so funny because I used to be the type, I used to be such a perfectionist that I had like all these goals and like I would write out all the things that I would want to do. And they, my perfectionist brain would always like look at something like this to be so difficult and so hard to do that I would just not even start it. Or I would like take eight months to just do like one thing, which is like, you know, the cover photo for the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to be such a perfectionist and this podcast has been such a huge blessing to me because I get to learn as I go. And I think that as I was reprogramming my mindset and, you know, working through my wounds and my traumas and all the things, I realized that I was a perfectionist. And I realized that I learned so many of those like learned behaviors and that way of thinking from childhood. And so as I became an adult and I went to college, you know, and I had to do my own assignments and be on my own schedule and dictate that for myself, um, I started realizing that like I was a perfectionist and that I couldn't turn something in and be like, yeah, that was really good of me. Like it would be like, okay, how can we make it better? I would reread my essays and my reports like over and over and over again because I just had it in my brain that like whatever I, I had done wasn't good enough or it wasn't the best it could possibly be. But what happened was like I realized that that was slowing me down because instead of just putting something out there and then just working on making it better as you keep trying that thing or keep progressing. Um, I like if the first step wasn't perfect, I just wouldn't continue on. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we all have a little bit of a perfectionist mindset. A lot of us struggle with that. Um, and one of the things that I always recommend my clients do because, and I always remind people like, obviously if you've never done a podcast or you've never worked out before in a gym, like you're not going to know what you're doing. You're not going to, you're not going to be like, Oh, I know exactly what's going on. I know exactly how I'm going to curate this, this, and that, and how to start that and create that, you're not going to know, right? So a lot of times people know like what their passions are. They know like what they would be good at, or they have a talent, but it's really like the other things that come along with that, that kind of makes people feel like they can't keep going, right? Like it has to be perfect. I'm posting myself online. It has to be perfect. But honestly, you guys, I think we're leaning or kind of shifting as a society more towards authenticity, not perfection. You know what I'm saying? Like being able to just see people as their regular human selves, like in on videos online with messy kitchens and dogs running all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm at least, I don't know if you guys will agree, but I feel more drawn to people that are just purely authentic, that that are just showing who they are and not trying to pretend that they're perfect and they always have a clean kitchen and they always have their crap together and they're always dressed up and put together. Like, I think that as a society, we're trying to find more of a community, like a community feel where we all feel like, even though we might not have the same beliefs, we might not have the same interests, like we still are able to love each other. We're still able to kind of feel a sense of belonging in that way. But when it came to this podcast, I've run into so many issues, you guys, that I had that moment of like, is this right for me? Because I, you know, bought all the things and I started doing it. And then I had this thought of switching to a video podcast. And ever since I made that 
decision to do this, I run into so many problems, like multiple mics breaking, having to buy new ones, like so many just technical, logical things that are just going wrong. And so of course I got in my head at one point and I was like, is, is this right for me? Is this, is this God's way of telling me not to do this right now? But I honestly think it was testing. I hate saying the word testing because that kind of makes God seem like, you know, he purposely puts us in positions where we have to prove ourselves or whatever. Um, but in reality, I think it was an opportunity presented to me um, multiple times as I keep hitting these obstacles to get me to commit to myself. And once I did, and I was like, I had that mindset, I switched from that victim of like that victim mindset of, you know, how come this isn't working out for me? And how come it seems so easy for everyone else? You know, and I found myself in that mindset. I'm like, this isn't helping me. And just because I'm struggling on the back end of things doesn't mean that everyone else that has a podcast isn't either. You know, they probably had a learning, there's a learning curve to this for everybody. And you know, I really started switching my thoughts and my mindset back to, I will, I'm committed to this. I'm committed to myself. I know I freaking love this and I'm going to do everything it takes. You know what I'm saying? And the second that I made that shift, you guys, within myself and I committed fully to myself and I'm like, you know what, whatever obstacle I come across, I will, I will overcome that. I've overcome so many darker traumas and things in my life, I can figure this out. I know I can. And once I made that decision, it's almost like I haven't run into any a single obstacle, you guys. A single one. Everything's going smoothly. Praise Lord. <laughs> but I just wanted to mention that and say thank you guys so much for being here. Um, I just feel like I can be more of myself on camera as opposed to just speaking into a microphone in a dark room and just uploading the audio. Um, I personally love wa watching podcasts. and I know I say that all the time, but um, I just wanted to point that out and let you guys know that if you're doing something or you want to try something, freaking try it. And don't put so much pressure on yourself to have it perfect, perfectly figured out. And it's going to be perfect from the first release or the first book or the first speech that you ever make. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way that I feel like I was able to overcome perfectionism is like accepting the fact that there's going to be so many learning opportunities. There's going to be so many lessons, you know, there's going to be so many awesome experiences. And just because I know what's right for me and I'm passionate about something, it doesn't mean that it's supposed to go perfect all the freaking time. And I'm never, ever supposed to have an issue. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm hearing right now is I'm channeling like new levels, new devils, um, which is so freaking like interesting. Um, and that's true. Thank you, spirit. So um, this microphone's actually pretty heavy. I think that's hilarious that I'm holding it today. But I just wanted to chill out. I got my blanket here and my big, big, big daddy mic. But um, I'm super excited for this episode today. Today, I honestly don't have any notes for this episode because I feel like I start channeling things just as I start to kind of get into my flow state and start just having conversation. Um, I am a holistic health practitioner, but I'm also psychic intuitive. Um, so I'm very, as I've developed and gotten really, really solidified in, in my faith, in my spirituality, um, I notice that a lot of other extra senses, I guess is what I like to call them. Um, if you're aware of like clairaudience, clairvoyance, these are certain ways that like other senses that we have other than just like our eyes, ears, you know, taste, smell. These are other things that everyone has, but it's almost like being self-aware enough and in tune with your body enough to know like that you're connected because the universe honestly speaks to us. God speaks to us, right? 
if you're more of like a matrix person, the matrix speaks to us through language, synchronicity, um, numbers, and symbolism. And so I start to notice as I was developing my spirituality that I had these this intuition start rising and like being super on point. And I didn't trust it right away. But um, that's what I what that's what I'm saying when I channel things. Um, I don't know if anybody also channels or also is psychic intuitive or has um, abilities like that. Um, I truly believe that we all have these abilities, but as a society, we've been kind of told like, oh, your imagination is only just for kids. Like you kind of lose that as you get into adulthood. And the more and more that I've connected to my spirituality, the more and more that my visualization, my imagination has increased. And as well as like my intuition, my ability to see and like images in my third eye, um, I can feel energy really well. And so if you go to my TikTok, you can probably tell I post readings on there, tarot and oracle card readings. Um, and I talk a lot about holistic health. So I study Eastern medicine practices. I essentially like use energy, consciousness, and our awareness, like mindset reprogramming, um, the chakra system to help people address their health and wellness from a natural perspective, because I'm eventually going to be a doctor of natural medicine um, and I'll have a PhD, but I will never be licensed to actually like a licensed physician. So I will never be able to like prescribe things and diagnose because that's all um, medical terminology. And so I kind of study like the ancient practices um, that existed before Western medicine became like super the, the mainstream popular um, option for people. Um, and it's so, so amazing. Like I, I'm so passionate about this. I can't wait to do this when I'm like 60, 70 years old. Like I finally found my passion and I could not be more happy in what I do, but I want to talk about a subject today that can kind of be a little bit, um, touchy. Um, so I'm going to actually put a trigger warning right here um, and just let you guys know that I'm going to be talking about like body image and insecurities and stuff like that. So if those topics are um, you're really sensitive to those things or you're going through something right now related to that, um, I'm just sending you love and light. Like I wish I could give you a hug right now, um, but I just want to let you guys know that that's kind of the, the area and the direction we're going in. So um I want to talk about that because I think that people, and I've, I've written this in my book. Um, we, I actually co-authored a book with a psychotherapist named Patrick Diorio, and he and I have written a book together all about spirituality and healing, healing through your faith, um, whether that's personal growth, whether that's your actual spiritual development. Um, but it's more of like a self-help book really focused on spirituality and your own belief system, whatever that may be. And in the book, I kind of talk about interesting timeline of my journey of not being spiritual or being religious and then nothing and then spiritual and just a very interesting correlation between having my spirituality and having my faith and not and then seeing the way that I feel and how that shifts. So I plan on talking a lot more about spirituality in general and my spiritual journey in a whole other episode, but real quick, I will just fill you in that. If you haven't heard of me before or you you know, haven't heard my story fully yet, um, I kind of share bits and pieces of it on my TikTok and on my Instagram page, but it's, I grew up in a church. Um, I grew up in Catholicism. And so I 
I honestly was Catholic until I think senior year of high school. I got confirmed and I honestly had a conversation with my parents and I was like, this is not for me anymore. And I just feel like I'm, I just don't belong here. And they fully understood that. And um, after I got confirmed, I went off to college. And since I knew what I was coming from wasn't for me, I had no freaking connection to God. I had no way of I, I didn't practice anything. I wasn't praying. I wasn't reverting back to my Catholic um, things that we did or like beliefs or prayers. I honestly went throughout my college experience the whole four years without really having any kind of connection to God at all. And those years, you guys, when I was in college were the most dysregulated, unhealthy. Um, it's It was the most the most struggle I went through when I wasn't connected to God. And now that I'm really connected to my spirituality, I truly believe that we're never, ever separated from God, even if you're not thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like God, I now be- now know is an unconditionally loving being, energy, source, you know, whatever it is that you want to describe it as. But I truly feel like the experience I had without having any faith or, you know, believing in anything greater than myself, I was really unhealthy. I went to the ER multiple times with a lot of health conditions. I never had any health conditions before I went to college. I gained a lot of weight. I was extremely insecure and I was basically fighting an internal battle with myself every single day. Um, Had a lot of anxiety. I was living in survival mode. I had a lot of trauma in my household growing up. But then um, when I went to college, it's almost like things were still happening at home. So I was still kind of experiencing that. I kind of thought was so excited to escape to college and just go live my life and be away from that. But honestly, there's a lot of things that happened when I was away from my family that kept me in this constant state of anxiety and um, stress and survival mode and feeling unsafe just in general. And so after I graduated, um, I would say maybe towards the end of my junior year, senior year-ish, um, I started reconnecting on my own with God. I just didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know how to do that because I had this like other perspective of what God is from the Catholic Church still in my brain that I was like, do I believe that? Like I wasn't ready in college to really evaluate my belief system and identify like what beliefs I currently hold and what beliefs I want to have and you know, who is God to me? Like, what is that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just had no idea how to address these things, but I knew that what I was taught wasn't for me. So I started working on my spirituality more. And so in between this time where I was not really doing much with my faith, I was extremely insecure. I honestly felt insecure in, in, a couple of different ways. I was insecure about my body, my physical appearance, but I was also insecure about my personality because growing up, I was kind of, I kind of had to become an adult when I was a kid in my, in my house, like in my, just as a kid in general, because I realized that if I could mature and be aware and like scan the environment and be able to, you know, identify a problem before it became a problem for me or before it came back to me as my fault. Like I had to grow up really fast when I was a kid um, in order to maybe feel safe. Obviously as a kid, I didn't know that was happening. I didn't have any, any awareness about why this was happening. I just went with the feelings and 
I just started to realize that I felt so insecure when I was in college. And there were things about my personality because I felt since I had to grow up really fast when I went to college and I was around other people, I I noticed that I was more mature than a lot of the other people around me. And I don't like, I'm just speaking my truth. I don't mean to say that as in like an egotistical way, but I just noticed that like, I was already financially independent. I had my own car payment. I paid for my own phones. Like I paid my own rent. I took out loans for school. And like just these things you start to have conversation with. Like my friends' parents were paying their their rent for their college. And like I just knew that while – and it's fine. Like every family has their own way of doing things and that's totally cool. But I just felt like I had more weight on my shoulders, more burdens to manage. And – I was financially like, I just felt like I was financially independent. And even though I was in survival mode, my roommates honestly pointed out so many times to me where they're like, oh, I'm really impressed. How are you not sad right now? How are you not stressed right now? And I honestly think it's like they admired that about me, that I was more able to deal and flow with change and, you know, things out of my control. But I was just so used to that being my environment from being in survival mode that I just... They're like, how are you not freaking out? And I'm like, because these things happen a lot. Like, I just, I'm doing my best with it. I'm going to figure out a solution and move forward. Like, and they were like, wow, that's so crazy. Like, how are you not freaking out right now? You know what I'm saying? And so I started realizing like the difference between myself and the people around me. And I, I just kept having these insecure thoughts. I felt like when I grew up, I was the only daughter. I have now three brothers. One of them is my stepbrother, but I grew up with two brothers majority of my life. And I never really had like a girly girly relationship with my mom. I never really like felt girly girly, um, like makeup and like all like outfits and fashion. Like that wasn't really me. So when I got to college and I saw a lot of girls were like dressing unlike anything I've ever dressed before, you know, like dressing more like college girls and I'm still over here like wearing my modest shirt out to the bar. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I just noticed that I was behind when it came to like womanhood and fashion and like presenting myself a certain way as well as just my body because in my freshman year of college I gained about 50 pounds, 40 pounds um because of the stress and I was eating a lot and using food to like make myself emotionally feel better. And I didn't realize that like why I was doing that. I didn't realize I was even doing it. I just ate a lot um, on top of like the drinking that you can probably assume, but I gained a lot of weight. And so I started, not that I was really connected to and loving my body before, but I, I was already insecure. And then I gained all this weight very quickly over the course of like nine months. And I was just like, I don't connect to my body anymore. This is, this doesn't feel good. I have past pictures of like me being super inflamed and I just felt so not connected to my body. I didn't appreciate it. I wish that I could be anybody else but myself. I didn't like my personality. I felt like a lot of the other girls were like funny and they they would like make jokes at each other. And the family I grew up in was like all about respect. So I never really had that like badgering like friend group, especially of women, of girls in high school. Like I was, I even to this day, you guys, I still have girlfriends that we are like love you with. Like, I'm like, I love you. You know, like I'm not like making fun of them. I'm not, you know, of course, like harmless joking around and poking fun is normal, but I kind of got to see like a different side to friendships and how girls can be as well, which further like exacerbated my insecurity. And 
I just, you guys, when I went home my freshman year of college, I just felt, I felt like, honestly, the first word comes to my mind is bitchy. I felt bitchy because I didn't like who I was. I didn't like my appearance. I felt like I didn't fit in with the personality or the girls that I met at college. I loved them. Like we all clicked right away. It wasn't anything against them, but it was like being around them made made me feel like I didn't belong. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, why do they want to be friends with me? Like I felt like all of them had everything in common and I was the odd one out. Like I just had this, this mentality of like, I need to be prettier, thinner, you know, I need to be more confident. And I also started to realize that I was attracting guys into my life in this mentality, in this energy that also were the same. Egotistical men and their ego, men that um, like liked to put women down, men that really valued women's appearance. Like I was attracting men that would immediately reflect back to me how insecure I was. And it's so freaking interesting that, that I to put all of this together. But I'm just like, I don't like who I am. And I always, even as a little kid, even when I was in eighth grade, like I still remember so, so young, I would always go to bed at night and daydream about a version of me that was so happy that was so confident genuinely like wasn't trying to show the confidence but just walked into a room and just she was outgoing and so happy and joyful and loved everybody no matter what their background was where they came from what they looked like I wanted to be that girl because that girl is always inside of me like I had more of an innocence to me I and I still do and I always like shamed myself for that I always tried to bury that deep down and it added to my insecurities of my personality. And I just started realizing, you know what, that vision that I'm having about myself that's so outgoing and confident and, you know, in tune with her body and loves this life is me. That's who I am. That's why God kept giving me that vision every night to tell me like the version of you that you're being, it's, it's just not who you are. You know, and it's valid because you've been through so many situations. Like I've been through situations that honestly confirmed to me that I that I should be insecure. You know, I've had comments from from friends' moms. I'll never forget this, you guys. And I think I write about this in the book too. I and I I'm not even a freaking parent yet. I'm not a mother, but I will never ever even I'm 25 years old and I've known this since I was in sixth grade. You don't talk to a child this way. But I was at the bus stop and it was like really early in the morning and I had this friend that lived down the street from me and we all walked to the bus stop together and her mom was there. And her mom was kind of, we were all just talking, waiting for the bus to come. And I, I walked to the bus stop with a bagel with cream cheese on it. Bagel with cream cheese. Don't, isn't that food, right? Okay. Thought I'd ask you guys because I must be crazy because this mother who I've been, I've slept over her house, you know, with her daughter. Like her daughter was like my, one of my best friends in middle school. And I'm, I'm walking up to the bus stop. I'm eating my bagel, not, thinking nothing of it. And she turns to me and she goes, there's a lot of cream cheese on your bagel. And I just start laughing because I'm a kid. You know, I'm like, yeah, it's really good. You know, like, okay. And she goes, you know that all of that's going to go to your hips, right? I was in sixth grade, you guys. Sixth freaking grade. I didn't even know what to say, but I just remember my face got really hot and I looked to my friend, her daughter, and I'm like, does your mother talk to you like this all the time? Like, what the heck? And so the bus comes and gets us 
and I'm just sitting next to her like, your mom's kind of a bitch. <laughs> I just remember having like a, after that experience with her mom, I was like, this is not for me. Um, but I started realizing that I had this epiphany. And this always used to happen to me before I really stepped into my confidence and my power. But you know those times when someone says something to you, someone has a rude remark or a comment or judgy or hypocrite, you know, like someone says something to you and it it makes you upset, hurts your feelings, makes you upset, mad. And then later on or even like a minute after that and it's all done, you think of a comeback that you could have said in the moment, but you didn't. I used to hate that feeling. And I'm like, oh, I really wish I said this, this, and that, you know? So we're driving away on the bus and I'm kind of just thinking to myself, like, her mom doesn't work, but her mom bakes all the time. Her mom, like, they're, they're famous, notorious family for always having baked goods. Like, you can go over to their house at any time and you'll see sugar, you'll see cookies, frozen cookies, like batches of frozen cookies. Her mom never worked, so she just w- stayed at home at baked all- and baked all day. And there's nothing against that. You know why? Because if I could do that, I would. I freaking love baking. Nothing wrong with that. But my point is that her mom was always making cookies, brownies, cakes. Like, her mom was a baker you know, just for the family and stuff. But that was like something that she loved to do. And I'm like, so you think it's a problem that I'm eating? You shamed me for having cream cheese on my bagel, but yet you're about to go back into your house and make dozens of cookies all day. Like, I don't understand. It's fine for your family to eat all these cookies and sugar and fats, but yet I have cream cheese on my bagel and you decide that that's a problem. Like that was the first, I think maybe, maybe not, but that was the first rememberable situation where I was shamed for eating something like that. Or I I started realizing that I was being judged, you know, and, and that it wasn't okay. And, and that, you know, oh, you know, dairy, cream cheese, sugar makes you fat. And so I started understanding that correlation between food. You know what I'm saying? And I never, ever had an issue with food. If, if I could go back right now, and I've done this before in a meditation where I've went back to that exact place in my mind, to that exact version of me. And I literally sat with her at the bus stop and I just hugged her the whole time. And I sent her healing energy. I just like went back to revisit that inner child moment and just be there for her. Um, And it was really healing for me now doing that meditation and that inner child work. But yeah, that was the first time where I was like, oh shit, like this, this stuff matters. And, you know, I'll probably see more comments like this, you know? It was sad, but I have so many stories like that. I have, honestly, I don't know if other people experience that or have experienced that in their childhood of like having multiple experiences of adults, you know, whether it's your own parents or your aunts, uncles, extended family, or if it's like your friend's parents, um, you know, like family friends, I don't know, but I've had so many experiences where I've been like called out or like shit on or shamed or guilted by adults, by parents, by authority figures, by teachers. And as a kid, like when that was happening, I always thought to myself, this is normal. Like they're adults, they're older than me. They know more than me. I should listen. And that's when I absorbed all this crap that I then had to heal when I became an adult. (laughs) I just, as an adult, you know, again, I'm not a parent. 
But as just an adult in general, I would never ever speak to a child that way. And obviously with my own childhood experience, I couldn't imagine going up to my boyfriend's niece, who I know is in middle school right now, which are the most challenging years as a woman to go through and going up to her and shame her for what anything that she's eating. I just could not ever imagine myself saying anything like that. But anyway, you guys, I wanted to talk about how I was able to heal from my insecurities, heal from my my connection to my body. And the number one thing, and no one wants to hear this. I mean, hopefully a lot of people do. But I feel like nobody wants to hear this. But I'm here not for sugarcoating things. I'm here for a little tough love, all right? And that's my job. If I sugarcoated everything and fed your ego... Maybe I could make a lot of money as a practitioner, but that would not help you in any way at all. So honestly, when people ask me or, you know, I'll have a comment on a video if I'm talking about my insecurities and people will ask me, like, how are you able to heal? Like, how, how do you love yourself now? How do you how do you love your body and not want to be like anything else? And my number one answer is faith. God. 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 I'm spiritual. Um, So again, I said this in the last episode, I might say God, source, spirit, and I just know that everyone else has their own terms and their own ways of saying things. And so just know, like I welcome you no matter what words um, or labels that you like to use, but it's really connecting to my faith. Okay. Um, I connected to my faith. I started healing my religious programming. I started asking myself like, Cause it's not so much about it for me, at least it wasn't so much about what do I want to believe? It was like, what do I know is true? Like, what do I know in my heart has been true this whole time? Because as a little kid, before I even started like learning actual things about Catholicism in the church that I was subscribed to, like, I, I just went about things, but I just knew, like, I remember being like five or four years old in church as a small little child. And I remember feeling like this isn't right. Like from a little, from a little tiny child, my intuition was always like telling me like, girl, this is not right. And for me, at least all I'm trying to do with this episode is to speak my truth. What's true for me. And I know that it's true for so many other people, not everything can be for everyone. And so I'm just making this to connect to those out there that had the same experience or are going through the same thing. All right. A lot of people are realizing that their belief system that they subscribe to their whole life isn't actually benefit benefiting them. And a lot of people are starting to have spiritual awakenings and start to see things differently and switch their beliefs, which I'm in all favor of. I think that you're able to and should allow yourself to witness other things and be curious and explore. You know, like just because we're talking about spirituality and God, it doesn't actually have to be as serious as everyone's making it out to be. And at the end of the day, what should matter is that when you lay your head down at night, you know what you believe in, you act from that belief system, which is a whole other thing because you could say you believe in something and then not act like it in your real life. Therefore, that's telling me that you're, you don't actually believe that right? Otherwise you'd be acting from that belief. So what what I realized should matter to me is that even if no one else on this planet agrees with what I believe in, I do. And that's, it's a faith in your spirituality is an internal thing. It's personal. It's unique. It should be unique to you and it doesn't concern anybody else. So what I started realizing and doing is thinking to myself, like, what do I know God to be? 
specifically for me. Like as a kid, I always knew God was like a loving, all-inclusive being and that even if you turned your back on God, he would still welcome you with open arms any freaking time. Like the, the idea of punishments and confessing to a priest just didn't resonate with me. I knew that God and I could have our own relationship. I don't need to be in a specific location or a specific time. And that none of those things actually matter. It's your connection. It's how you're being in the world. It's how you're serving others. It's how you are constantly working or serving people or being who God made you to be, right? Like a lot of people think that all they have to do is go to church and, you know, confess their sins every week, but yet they're so rude to other people. They're so bitter and cynical and judgy. And that's not how I believe we were made to evolve on this earth. Like we were not made to come here and judge others and be rude and, and, you know, just be how I felt everyone in the church was. Everyone in the church was miserable. I never saw anyone walking into a church, at least in my experience, that was super excited to be there. And it just seemed, I felt fear, honestly, when I walked into church. at church. I didn't feel like God was there. I felt like God's always with me. I didn't feel like God's a certain place because God made the whole freaking earth. So there's nowhere you can't go that God isn't there. And anyway, the way that I was able to heal my insecurities is realizing and like coming walking back into God's arms on my own without rules without a book without anything and through connecting to God just talking to God like I'm talking to you right now I don't say prayers I don't like I have mantras I have affirmations I say but when I'm talking to God I talk to him just like I'm talking to you and I just started forming a new and healthier connection to God on my own. And I started, you know, experimenting and witnessing like things in spirituality. I started learning from other people. And the more and more that I got close to God, I realized that I was starting to value myself more because instead of looking in the mirror and seeing myself, I saw, I started looking in the mirror and seeing that God made me and that if I judged my body and I judged myself, that would be judging God. And I don't say this to be fearful because uh, none of this was ever fearful for me, but I started like valuing, I, I would go out in nature and just be so in awe of what God has created. And that doesn't, that's no different from your body, your vessel, right? And I started understanding that my values and morals were changing. What I value in this life experience and this human experience has changed drastically since I've gotten and solidified in my spirituality and my faith. And the more I see God in everything and everyone, and I've worked on my mindset and how I used to be a judgmental person. And I, I worked on that. And the more that I, the less that I judge others, the less I judge myself. And you know, I just see myself and other people. And so I'm just sitting there thinking like, why there's this life is so much more beautiful than we all are really made to believe. Like there is so much beauty all around us. And I think as I started reprogramming my mindset as well, I started seeing the beauty in myself 
because in the past I was always in a lack mindset and a scarcity mindset. I don't have enough. I'm not enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not funny enough, right? Like that's lack. You're constantly reminding yourself of all the things that aren't you, that you should be, that you're not, that you you need to have, right? And once I flipped that from lack to abundance, I started seeing I didn't I stopped seeing all those insecurities that I was burdened by for so many years and I started seeing all the beauty that I never saw because I was in that mindset. So like in college I would go up to the mirror and I'd be like, "Oh, there's I would be immediately drawn to the fat on my hips, my saggy ass, and you know, my my acne." But I wasn't seeing you know, my loving nature, my peace that I provide by walking into a room, my long, gorgeous pin straight hair that I realized so many girls wish they had. And I was like, oh, like I always hated my hair, but I started, I started looking at it more and I'm like, I do like my hair. You know, I love my eyes. I did mirror work. I started looking at myself in the mirror and I looked into my eyes and I, I realized I love my eyes. And I never saw that before because I was so focused on my insecurities. So I started shifting away from all the things that I was told I'm not and that I should be. And I started seeing myself through God's eyes. I started seeing myself the way that I knew and I always visualized every night when I was a kid, laying down in, in bed, going to bed, visualizing that version of me. And this is this is her. Like I'm literally her right now. It's insane to me, you guys, how this stuff happens. And I just knew it. I knew that that... I just could tell like even the old version of me that was so insecure and hated her body, hated everything, like never fit in, was not confident. Like that version of me just had no self-love. And I took everyone's comments about my body, my life, my choices, my personality, and I absorbed them. I, instead of like listening to what people said, no matter how hurtful it was and said to myself, is that true or not? I didn't ask myself that. I just said, okay, you're saying that to me, so it must be true. And so I started like those, I realized the thoughts that were telling me all those negative things about myself weren't even mine to begin with. They were other people's projections of me that I thought were true. So I just absorbed them. And then that's why I kept thinking those things about myself for years because I realized that I was told them at one point in my life or another. And I just, my brain kind of just absorbed it and ran with it. You know, because when we're kids, we're not really, we don't have the awareness to understand these things. And so it's not really until adulthood that you kind of evaluate like, who am I? Who do I want to be? Am I, am I being my best self? You know? And so it's not for everybody, but using your spirituality and your faith to overcome and heal your insecurities, no matter what they are you know, your, what people will perceive you as, you know, all of that stuff. That's what I was able to heal for myself. And so now I'm in this mindset where I value who I am. I value my body. I, I value being a woman, you know, and women's bodies are meant to change. We, our bodies change over every 28 days, right? So like our bodies are going to fluctuate. It's normal to be bloated on when you're PMSing on your, in your luteal phase. Like I started, anytime I was bloated, I was like shaming myself for that. But in reality, I noticed that I was shaming myself for being a woman, for my body changing, you know, and I realized that that wasn't fair to me. And that honestly, it was really hard pill to swallow. But I realized that I was the one hurting myself. 
by repeating these things to myself and putting on an outfit and saying, you look fat to myself in the mirror. And I just had, I struggled with insecurity, I would say ever since middle school up until college. And I just always held on to that vision. And, you know, obviously now with hindsight, we can see how my timeline played out and how everything happened perfectly that, you know, I was insecure and I was unhealthy and I was overweight and all the things I was inflamed and in survival mode. And then I, as I started inching back to God on my own and developing my own faith and my own spirituality and my own practice, I started realizing that I honor myself now more than ever because I understand that this life is like, I understand more about who I really am and what this life really is. And so once you kind of zoom out and see everything, like you're not focused on like material items and clothes and having big boobs or not, like when you really zoom out and you start to value things, value peace, value following what's what you're passionate about, um, like noticing God around you all the time, it's hard to to be that way and then also be insecure because you're constantly seeing God move in your life. You're constantly in an abundance mindset because you've reprogrammed your mind and now you're able to like I'm just thankful. I'm so grateful that I'm here. It's a miracle that we're all here right now. If you're listening to this, it's a miracle that you're here. You know, and I always say to my clients that remember every single day you wake up, it means that God allowed that. So it means that you still have work to be done here. You still have a mission to complete. You still have purpose if you woke up today. And I really started just honestly having a period of my life where it was, I'm so focused on me. I care about my mind, body, and soul. I prioritize that above anything else, above money, above friends, above drinking. I don't care what it is. I value myself and I know what I deserve so much more now than I ever have. And I appreciate God and miracles and blessings. I've seen them happen. And so instead of I realized that I was basically in my own way and that I I kept connecting to that vision of myself and knowing that that vision is me. That's my future self. That's my higher self. And that's that's me. It really is. And I felt it inside. And so my job at that point was to heal, heal all the things, heal my nervous system, heal my gut health, heal my mindset and start seeing myself and carrying myself with more divinity, with more grace, with more love, with more confidence, right? And I tried the fake it till you make it, but I truly believe that those say that fake it till you make it, it's it's almost like you're avoiding doing the actual wound healing. Like I didn't want to fake confidence because I could, I noticed that. And even back then at this time in my life when I was actually healing, I I could notice fake confidence. A lot of people around me are fake confident and they basically act confident, but they're really not. And so I feel like I, I didn't want to fake it till I make it. I didn't want to just wake up one day and be like, I'm a confident version of me. And then just like throw myself into these these waves of anxiety because in my head I have to fake it till I make it. So now I'm throwing myself into situations and making myself feel a certain way that's not even true to me yet because I haven't healed anything. And I started understanding that 
this was deeper. This has to do with wounds that I've had from my childhood. I've absorbed things. I have beliefs, like actual subconscious beliefs about myself that I need to basically dig out and replace with better, with healthier thoughts, with healthier beliefs. And I needed to start doing that and seeing that happening. And so I didn't go out into the world and fake it till I make it. I I allowed myself to meditate and be home alone and deal, sit in the anxiety, sit in the insecurity, cry it out, heal these wounds, regulate my nervous system, make choices in my life to become healthier, challenge myself to kind of create an individuality version of me, someone that wasn't just copying what other women are doing, but honestly pick clothes that I truly want to wear, not based on what people say is in right now. Like I wanted to truly just be my own person. I was searching for authenticity and authenticity is what brings genuine confidence. Just, I just had so many experiences of being around women who I'm like, wow, they're so confident. But in reality, like later they would spill the beans and they would, you know, someone would leave the room and they'd be like, you know, like totally switch identities. And that's when I know like, okay, you're not genuinely confident because when you're genuinely confident, you don't have to make it known. You don't have to say stuff, speak loud, um, show up and make everyone stare at you to, for people to feel that you're, you're secure in who you are. And so I kind of realized I was surrounded by a lot of women that in group settings around men, around certain people, they would put on this facade. And then when we were alone, they'd be like, I literally hate my body, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, I was inspired by you because I'm insecure and I thought you were genuinely confident. And they're like, I just fake it. I'm, I'm faking it till I make it. And I truly believe that doesn't actually create shifts in your mindset, in the way you see yourself. It's just the way you're pre- choosing consciously to present yourself to an audience, to the world, to your boss, to whoever, to sit here and be able to say after six years of healing, I, and I never, I'll never say my healing journey never ends. I'm always addressing certain things that come up. I'm always self-aware, but I truly have <clears throat> shifted so much. I think that people that know me in high school wouldn't really recognize me now. Um, I've really come out of my shell. I've really become the person that I've wanted to become that I knew I was the whole time. But I I felt like I couldn't fully be this version of me because of what people would say and the insecurities I had and all those extra concerns and worries that I honestly dimmed my light for so freaking long, way longer than I should have. But I don't regret anything. So I that's I'm so passionate about this work, you guys, like being able to see a client that really thinks that like their their life they can't get out of a situation and their life will never change and then to see them after a couple months like have an empowered mindset and be able to not even tell me about a problem and be like oh this was a problem and here's how I fixed it all on my own and I knew I was feeling this way so this is what I did about it. and I used what you said and I did it and I'm I feel so much better and you know I I set the boundary and they I'm in a healthier relationship now like this is what I'm freaking talking about the actual work And it really starts with self-awareness. It starts with you looking at yourself and being like, yeah, I'm insecure, right? Like if you can't admit the things that you want to improve, it's really hard to to heal them, right? You had the first step is admitting to yourself like, yeah, I, I could love myself more. What does that look like, right? And it's fun. It's fun. It's fun work to really get to know who you are, get to know yourself 
have these experiences in meditation, you know, and and see the, the shift in your mind where you've been doing the mindset work the whole time and then you have a real life situation that arises and you find yourself thinking all the new thoughts that you've been working so hard on reprogramming and you see yourself totally shift the whole trajectory of a, of a, a situation and, and its outcome because you chose to like attack it with different energy. You chose to approach it with a new perspective, a new mindset, you know, a new energy of everything's working out for me. How can I, how can I love myself through the situation? What, what would the version of me, what would my higher self do here? Right? Like these are all the questions. These are all the things that we work on. And so right now, I just wanted to let you guys know that right now I have Inner Guidance Academy. So this is my eight-week program for my bestie clients, my awesome clients that want to really solidify in this empowered mindset. Um, it's not so so much focusing on what we talked about today regarding insecurity, but we are talking about mindset and switching from that lack mindset to the abundance mindset, seeing more abundance around yourself um, instead of all the lack. And um, as well as connecting you to your higher self. So we're going to connect to your higher self. You're going to get a, like your vision or you're going to get clear on what you want and where we're going from your higher self. And we are going to get you to really trust your intuition and trust the divine so that you know, you see the synchronicities around you, you get yourself into alignment, you know, you're making decisions, you're, you're getting closer and closer to your higher self, um, actualizing what you want to do. Like, this program is all things intuition, meditation, mindset, and really developing like this unbreakable trust with God, source, the spirit, the universe. So that you don't have to sit in periods of like indecision for so long when, you know, you're not quite sure and you you kind of feel your intuition, but you're not quite sure to trust it. You don't know if that's your intuition. It's all this confusion. And what happens is that kind that kind of prolongs your decision right? Because you're not sure. So you're kind of sitting like, what am I doing? I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. And when, you when you're tapped in to your inner guidance system, when you're tapped into your higher self, when you're tapped in and you know and trust your intuition, you can fact check anything against it. And I will leave you with this one short story that um, a little life update that has to do with intuition. And now that I tr trust my intuition and I know exactly how it speaks to me, I... I've been getting such strong pulls from my intuition to do like a complete life cleanse. Okay, so what I've been doing lately is um, like blocking a lot of people, unfollowing a lot of people. I deleted a bunch of apps that I know just are a pure distraction for me and that in reality, I don't really need to be on these apps and it's just like a, a second subconscious nature to click on it. Um, so I basically, I've been setting a lot of boundaries with people um, around me. I've been unfollowing a lot of people, um, just kind of like doing like an energetic cleanse, like setting up boundaries, getting anything out that's not serving me, that's not helping me get to the next step, ne to the next version of me. Um, and I just, I'm realizing like, I don't know what it is, but it, it's so hard to explain, but it's almost like my, it's like my intuitions, like it's, it's time, you know, it's time to really zone in, focus on yourself, serve serve your clients, you know? And I'm like, I'm down, I'm down. So I'm so freaking excited about this program, you guys. It's eight weeks. And every single week we do a different, we do like a, 
like it'll be like week one, right? And I'll tell you, I'll give you the meditation for week one. I will give you your journaling prompt or whatever, you know, your exercises for that week, whatever we're focusing on. And that's what you do. And I tell you exactly what you're doing so that you don't have to be like, okay, what am I doing today? Because I felt like that's how I was along my journey as I'm, I was studying um, and I'm still doing coursework for my doctorate. But as I was studying, um, I was also doing these things on myself. Like I was, you know, practicing with energy and I was doing my own spiritual development and all the things that I now teach others how to do, right? I had to do it on myself for a couple of years. <laughs> and um, at that time, I was so confused about these things because I'm studying the science behind it, but I was like, how can we create a formula? How can we create a step-by-step so that people can follow this? Because when I started connecting to my intuition, it was kind of like trial and error. There was no program out there for it. There was no one saying like, work with me and in two months, like we'll get this down. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of wasted a lot of time just kind of trying things out and seeing where it leads me. And I think that's natural. But at the same time, I wanted to create this program for people that are committed, that actually want to see the progress, that actually want to see results after two months in your mind, in your um, reality, like seeing synchronicity because we've gotten you into alignment. Um, and feeling like you trust your intuition that you can always count on yourself and you can always trust yourself, um, with those things. So there's actually a wait list. If you go to the bottom, um, you go to the comment section, you'll find my socials there, but you'll also see a link. And if you click that link, you'll see inner guidance Academy wait list. And if you're on the wait list, you get way more information. You'll get one email a day, just of me talking about what's, what the program's actually like. And then the people that are actually on the wait list will get a huge discount off the program when it actually launches. Doors open on December 20th and I cannot wait. So come join up, come join for Inner Guidance Academy. And another thing that I think this program does is provide a sense of community because I felt really lonely on my spiritual journey. I didn't have any friends or family that was spiritual, that was kind of you know, doing things in their own way and exploring and curious as much as I am. And so I really felt alone and I wish that I could. I've I've actually done my, I've, I've joined and paid for mentorships and programs and stuff where I've had that sense of community and I loved it. And it felt so motivating to see and be able to chat with and be in a group chat with women or anybody that was um, doing the same things that I was doing and in the same beliefs and in the same on the same journey going towards the same thing and so I cannot wait to have like a group to have a whole group of people that are so excited um to work on this stuff and we're gonna be chatting about you know our decisions and where our intuitions leading us and what happened and you know synchronicity and all the things um and I cannot wait so if you follow me on TikTok and Instagram I'll be talking so much more about it on there of course um and I will see you next week but if you want to get on the wait list go ahead and click the link below um there's no strength attached you'll just receive an email and yeah so thank you guys so much for joining me today and i hope you guys have a great week i hope you guys had a great thanksgiving um, if you celebrate thanksgiving and i will see you next thursday bye guys